Welcome to the Legal Download Podcast, a rundown of the latest issues impacting your business from Kelly Dry. Welcome to Kelly Dry's Legal Download Podcast. I'm Jeff Scurry. And on this episode, we'll be talking with Dave Frula and Jeff Hunter, two members of our uh, campaign finance and political law team. And Dave and Jeff just did the webinar, Office Politics, Rules for Engaging Workforce in the 2022 Elections. And you can find that in the show notes, a link to that in the show notes. And that was covering the rules of the road when it comes to workforce political engagement. And we're just going to do kind of a a short recap of that, a a podcast version, if you will, for folks that uh, didn't have a chance to see the webinar. So, Dave, are corporations engaging their employees on civic issues relating to elections and voting? Um, Jeff, uh, a a group called the Civic Alliance uh, released a report uh, last Tuesday of nonpartisan activities undertaken by over 1,200 publicly traded member companies to promote voting and political literacy among their employees. Um, They produce what they call the Corporate Civic Playbook, which details some common engagement, civic engagement steps, um, such as providing education and tools for voter registration and for voting, offering varying types of flex time to enable especially hourly workers to go to the polls and vote, paid time off for poll working, hosting candidate forums for their employees, leveraging social media accounts to encourage civic discussions, distributing sample ballots and encouraging participation in national events such as National Voter Registration Day and Vote Early Day. So yes, the answer is we're seeing more and more corporate civic engagement. And so are are corporations able to discuss specific candidates and elections with their employees? With some of them. Corporations um, can communicate with their executives and their shareholders and their families, uh, a group called the restricted class. Um, The executive are salaried employees who are policymakers or in managerial, professional and supervisory roles. Um, When a corporation communicates with its restricted class, it can say anything it wants. Um, It can advocate voting for a particular candidate, volunteering for a candidate, um, giving money to the candidate. Uh, When the corporation speaks more broadly outside the restricted class to uh, rank and file employees or others who might be at the corporation like consultants um, or other third party vendors, uh, the rules basically are the same as the rules for the public in that the corporation needs to be balanced in terms of how it presents the issues so it doesn't get into the position of making an ask for the employees to vote for or contribute to or vote against uh, a candidate or a party. Jeff, what are your thoughts on can a corporation bring candidates in to meet with employees? Yes, and this is really one of the great exceptions to the general rule that corporations cannot spend money to influence federal elections. Uh, this is a First Amendment right. Corporations have that speech right. And it, it comes in two flavors. One, the kind of no holds barred, bring a candidate in, urge your employees to vote for them, to sign up as a volunteer, to give money. Uh, the limit there is that the company can ask for money, can urge that support, can spend money to to um, arrange the visit, but it cannot actually. It's, it, the corporate representatives cannot actually collect the funds on site, right? If you're going to do this, make sure you invite your restricted class because this is the only audience that you're permitted to to uh, 
have kind of the no holds barred political conversation and ask them to uh, to write a check and give it to the campaign staff. They can collect it on site. You cannot. Um, when you're inviting a larger class of, of, of employees to go into, you know, hourly, non-supervisory, unionized employees, you know, the all employee class, um, you're still allowed to bring candidates in, uh, but the company really should not, cannot urge uh, the other employees to vote for support. What you can do is introduce a candidate. And when you're introducing him or her, you can say, and so-and-so is a candidate for the X district. Uh, you can identify their status as candidate, but don't discuss their opponents or the race. Just kind of keep it simple. Let the candidate or the party representative do their spiel. They can ask for money, for support. They can talk about their issues. The floor is really theirs. There's no limit. Uh, and while they cannot collect contributions on site, different from the all from the restricted class category, they can leave envelopes behind for employees to write checks that the candidates can ask for there, but you just have to mail them in later. The campaign can't take it home. Um, and the, really the big difference here too is if you're inviting a candidate in to see your restricted class, you can pick and choose. You can pick one party or, or one candidate for, for a primary and exclude everyone else. Uh, but if it's an all-employee meeting or it's beyond the restricted class and you let in one candidate in the, in the election, you have to honor equal access requests by the other candidate or candidates in that primary general. What are the rules about employees volunteering? Are there rules around doing something like that? Yeah. Uh, it, again, basic First Amendment concept. Uh, people can, can volunteer for campaigns as much as they want their own free time. Uh, what the rules really do is restrict corporate expenditures, right? So if you're an executive and you wanna organize a fundraiser or build a campaign event or stuff envelopes or whatever, uh, you can do that um, in your own time. You can also during, do it during the workday if you make up the time in a reasonable period, it doesn't interfere with your work and you don't incur any additional cost. Uh, you don't want to assign your secretary, for instance, or support staff to help you uh, facilitate this because that's an expenditure of corporate money. Same thing with using the copier, right? But email, social media, that's all very simple and there's no limit around that, that, that voluntary internet activity, sending receiving messages about politics or asking for money. Uh, if you're gonna do the traditional stuff, you know, stuffing envelopes or you know, conducting a rally on corporate property, uh, if campaign's paying for it, of course, uh, your volunteer status time in the workplace is limited to one hour per week, four hours per month. So really the sweet spot there as a volunteer is to, you know, send your messages by, by email and social media. That's unlimited so long as it doesn't interfere with your work and doesn't raise the cost. Well, that's good to know. Good to know. So the 2022 election season is just starting to ramp up. Uh, how can folks get a hold of you if they have questions? Uh, this is Dave. Uh, you can email me at dfrula, F-R-U-L-L-A, at kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, dry, D-R-Y-E, dot com. And email for me works great, too. I'm jhunter at kellydry.com. All right. Thank you both. Well, we appreciate your time, and hopefully we uh, won't get in any trouble. I need to talk to you during the election season. For additional information on this and other topics, please visit kellydry.com. Kelly Dry has podcasts available through your podcast provider.